0: Thank <laughs> you. where you talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love and we're your hosts Shelby and Matt. Oh my
1: gosh it's the most <laughs> exciting time of the year.
0: I know I've been counting down the days I've been racing to get more movies in and we're here we made it.
1: Yeah, this is our the fifth time we're doing this.
0: Absolute bonkers. I
1: have all of the <laughs> charts in front of uh, me of all of our old uh, rankings. Oh, no. We've done this every year where basically yeah. Shelby and I make lists of all the movies we've seen. We rank them. <laughs> we combine the rankings into one big ranking.
0: And then get mad at each other.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> Shelby sends her rankings to me. Yeah. Um. So I know what is going to happen here i was floored by some (laughs) of her spots and then i do some very complicated math which i'll try to describe and then yeah and then we have the list
0: i feel like last year i was like you know what i think we're mostly on the same page like we didn't have that many swings but as i was doing my rankings this year i was like i think two roads diverged and we walked down them, you know? Like, I don't think <laughs> – I'm trying to think who dragged down more, like, for either of us, you know what I mean? Like, I think I think I ruined your list
1: more yes. than you ruined mine. <laughs> yes, that, that is definitely what happened, um, which I think is the opposite of how usually it works. Yes. Usually yes. I feel like you I'm tanking strong, more of your things, yeah. but you definitely – Had the machine gun blazing this year. (laughs) The other, the other interesting thing is because I was looking back at our previous the four times we did this. So the first two times we had like full years worth of movies, and and then the last two years it's like we had the pandemic year which we had limited stuff, and then we had the like sort of weird half year where the first 2 months of 2021 were actually lumped in with 2020 because of the way that they rearranged the Oscars. Yeah. So it's like two years in a row, yeah, we didn't ha- we weren't as different in thinking, but I think a part of that is just because we had way less movies. Yeah, that's like true. last year we only had like 71 titles listed. Oh, wow. <laughs> and this year we have 135. <laughs> So it's crazy.
0: <laughs> that is too many. Okay. Oh wait,
1: no. Oh, sorry, one hundred and thirty-one. I miscounted. <laughs> Way less. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, can manage. Um, but that like, for sure. but yeah, we are. We we watch more movies. There's been more movies that are out, and because there's more movies, you know, there's like more room in the list to stick yeah. to something. So rather than like, ah, oh, this is bad. It's going to be at sixty. It's like, oh no, this is bad. That I'm going to put this at one hundred and four and really tank some things those
0: numbers are really shocking but it makes sense i mean because yeah i think last year i had only seen like 60 movies and this year i managed to see 95 i think was my final count you sent me a list of like 180 so i'm glad you pared it down by at least a a few dozen
1: (laughs) no i got i mean so yeah you have like a list of like 90 and i had about the same we just have a You know, each probably have like 15, 20 movies that the other person hadn't seen. Um, Yes, I got rid of a lot of stuff off my list (laughs) to accommodate this podcast. Basically, foreign films, documentaries, things that I saw in uh, festivals, weird things that I had to watch for work that are on streaming platforms, both of BuzzFeed's movies that came out in the last year. All of those will not be making an appearance on this (laughs) list. we have really, we've trimmed as much of the and fat still. as possible. And still we have a lot. But a lot of a lot of movies came out this year, and I feel a lot, like yeah. a lot of good movies. Also a lot of bad movies, but a lot of good yeah. movies. You no, know, um, I was
0: also feeling like, as I was doing this list, I feel like it's usually okay, the top ten perfect films, and then everything else is just like a rush to bottom place. But I feel like more movies at the top were like ones that I actually like really enjoyed and would revisit often if i haven't already um so yeah it'll be interesting to see how um how our tastes converge
1: (laughs) um the movie that comes in first place this year will be joining a prestigious list of former number ones including spider-man into the spider-verse in our first year then 1917
0: oh interesting
1: then uh minari in our pandemic year and last year, Dune was our number one movie.
0: Okay, yeah. See, these are all ones that Matt took to the top. I'm surprised think... Parasite isn't there.
1: Pa- well, Parasite, where is that? Parasite it was, the it 19, was the year of 1917. Year... Yes, that that came you in second. That. You did that for me. Yes. I, I may or may not have. <laughs>
0: 100% you did that. Um, But yeah, no, I think, I think this, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I think this year's top pick is... A mutual understanding.
1: Yes, Um, yes, yes. Anybody who knows anything should know what our number one is. Yeah, we've been. It's been the number. It's it's been sitting at that slot for the (laughs) entire year. Um, but but the rest are up for grabs. Okay, so to to briefly describe the math, and then we have to get into Mm, this because we have too many titles to work on. Yeah. Basically, if Shelby and I have both Shelby and I both rank um all of our movies. If we have both ranked a movie. You just add those two point totals together. So if Shelby ranked it fifth and I ranked it fourth, that's nine points. And this is like golf where you want the least amount of points possible. <laughs> However, if there's a film that only one of us has seen, we do some complicated math. I don't, and by I don't we, think we I is mean the right me. So, what I do is I go through all of the movies that we've both seen and I calculate the average difference between our ranking spot, which this year is twenty two places. So, on average, we have ranked movies twenty two spots away from each other in our ranking, which feels oh, crazy. Yeah, but I went is. back, and in the first two years, we were at twenty four and twenty two So I feel oh, like okay, that okay. we're 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 hitting like standard <laughs> medians or whatever. And so then, for movies that only one of us have seen, I double the score and add 22 points because presumably one of us would probably like the movie 22 points, either less or higher, and because because we couldn't convince the other person to watch it, I'm gonna assume that it's worse, and so it gets docked in the rankings. <laughs> um, so that usually doesn't impact too, too much, other than there's a bunch of stuff that only one of us have seen at yeah. the bottom, and if only one of us has seen a movie, it probably won't reach the tippity-top of the list. Yeah, um, Okay, any thoughts before we get into this, Shelby?
0: No, that didn't ring a single bell for me. It sounded like you did different math, but I trust you.
1: Um, would you like to guess what our worst movie of the year is? I saw this movie. You have not.
0: Well, then how I would ranked, I know? <laughs> I ranked
1: it 108. I'm, I'm, I'm very shocked that you didn't see this movie. It feels um, like a act of betrayal on your part i would say i don't know it would be where the crawdads sing
0: oh yeah ob- absolutely sitting
1: not. at 131 <laughs> on the list a, a terrible movie in so many ways and taylor swift's Moni credit song didn't help it. <laughs> um okay we got a s- sort of rapid fire through yeah some yeah of these. yeah. okay so we have a bunch in a row here that i have seen that shelby has not at 130 we have the trash st- Dumpster fire that is blonde, the Anadonis, oh, horrible yeah. Marilyn Monroe. That's worse than Where the Crawdads Sing. Uh... Wow.
0: Okay. Well, that's why it got an Oscar nom, I guess. And Where the uh, Crawdads One not...
1: slot above that, we have The Sun, which is the Hugh Jackman, Laura Dern, like weird suicide movie that is just a oh. slow drag through bad parenting and depression. Uh, at 128, we have Amsterdam.
0: Oh, yeah. I did watch Taylor's scene in that, and it was very painful.
1: Yeah, I mean, Taylor's scene was the best part of the movie, if that says wow. anything to you. <laughs> at 127, we have the very unfunny comedy, The People We Hate at the Wedding, mm. which I wrote a review for for the AV Club and was horrible. At 126, we have the Anna de Armas, Ben Affleck, oh, wow. seduction thriller, wow, Deep Water. that was, yeah. Did you even remember that that came out this year? no. Also, how like crazy that Anna de Armas and Ben Affleck are together. I know. Like a mere, what, 15 months ago yeah, or so? Yeah, now he's and married. Now, and now Jennifer Lopez is in a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. Um, okay. At 125, you are entering the list with Look Both Ways, which oh, yeah. you ranked last, but I don't even know what this movie is.
0: It's the Lily Reinhart Netflix movie that's like oh, she yes. imagines her life if she gets an abortion and if she doesn't. Oh. And guess which one's better? <laughs> It was not a pleasant time. It was very 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 not funny.
1: Uh, so. Okay. Uh, one slot higher is your beloved Zac Efron and his new face in The Greatest Beer Run ever. Oh. Yeah. The I Vietnam War those. movie. Not not good. Russell Crowe does have to do a little bit of light jogging while holding a camera though, so that was a fun <laughs> bit to watch. At 123, we have 2 Leslie the Oh, On your wow. Oscar sneak attack movie, which is basically hillbilly elegy 2.0.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Oh. Um, one slot above that at 122 we have Lightyear, which I oh. avoided, but you saw.
0: Yeah, I hated it. It was it was so uninteresting, and it wasn't fun. And they could have done a million different things to make it like make sense for what it was meant to be, but instead it was just like the blandest. Lamest, most forgettable movie. Sorry for the lesbian representation that was blinking, you miss it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, there was lesbian representation.
1: I maybe would have seen it if I had known. Um, in 121, I this I sort of don't know how it felt this far down the list because I didn't hate it, but it was X, the
0: oh, interesting, the
1: the porno horror. Yeah, I
0: thought you would have liked it. I I didn't see it, sort
1: of like it, but it was kind of dull because the killer was like an old lady so she was sort of just going around killing people like haphazardly but nobody knew anything you know yeah well it's just like i feel like like in order to be a good horror movie you need somebody at some point to realize that something is going on but but obviously anybody on this porn set could overpower the woman if they knew it was happening so she had to sort of do the whole thing in the dark and then it was just people sort of like woke up in the middle of the night one by one and were like, I've got to use the bathroom and then got murdered. <laughs> um, now, I'm, now I'm remembering why I didn't like it as much. Okay. At number 120, you have the Bob's Burgers movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Which is disappointing because I really love the show. But I think this was just proof that it works better as a, you know, 30 minute sitcomy animated show. So um, not good.
1: Okay, one nineteen. We have the first movie that both of us saw and oh. hated. Do you I'm have any ideas s- what this be? Uh,
0: the Northman.
1: Uh, similar genre, I
0: feel. <laughs> uh, men. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I hated this. Did we do an episode on it, or did we? Did we both just talk about it once? Because I remember ranting I like with you we about
1: might it. Have. I really hated it, and it did come out, like, in April or something, so I feel like we might have done an episode on it. Yeah. Yeah. No notes.
0: I do still have the music in my head sometimes, but other than that.
1: Speaking of music, uh, number 19, we have Moonfall, or number 18, (laughs) sorry, we have Moonfall, which does have a good credit song that I listen to regularly.
0: Moonfall? Yes. They have a credit song?
1: Yeah. There was a song that played over the credits that I really liked. What is it? Oh shoot! Now is it know. like
0: a famous like? Person? I don't think so. I it think just it maybe randomly they... had a song.
1: I I mean I don't I don't think it was like a, I'm not sure if it was made for the movie. Right. But One more time by Luca Closer <laughs> is a bop. I'll say.
0: It also had the tsunami scene, which I still think was fun, but it it was pretty bad.
1: <sighs> One slot higher is the Timothy Chalamet. Uh, cannibal movie bones oh. and all which you luckily I didn't, didn't see, see yeah uh, i saw it at lincoln center where people threw up it was so disgusting and <laughs> i didn't enjoy it uh, a, one slot higher than that i sort of feel like this is punching down a little bit but wendell and wild did you see the key and peels um animated movie on netflix no it was... i didn't
0: even know it existed
1: it, it was sort of like uh, Richard Burton-y, but, um, or no, not Richard Burton. Tim Burton.
0: Tim Burton. Mm. Oh. Which one? Tim Burton's like the claymation.
1: Yes. Yes. That. Who's Richard Burton?
0: Isn't he the, the, the jazz guy?
1: I have no idea.
0: Maybe it's a made up name.
1: Anyways. That was at number sixteen. Number fifteen is a movie that I didn't even finish, so I couldn't include it on the ranking. But anything's possible.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you did hate this. It was fine. It's like I mean,
1: you also hated it. You put it at eighty three.
0: I know it was. It wasn't great, but I didn't. I wasn't like mad at it existing. It just wasn't a fully fleshed out movie. It's like about a. Um, it's like a transgender high school romance. Um, which so there was love, like some sweet elements yeah
1: but the actors were not good
0: yeah it was a little stilted I think it just needed a few more redrafts is all I can say
1: <laughs> okay number 114 is the Northman uh, okay, yeah which you had a 92 and I had a 96 so we were on oh, the cute. same yeah. mind on that front it's
0: very dirty very uninteresting to me yeah and, and a boring, boring storyline yeah
1: like the cinematography or whatever I guess it's good but Boring, boring movie.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Number one thirteen, we have the inspection, which I wanted to really like because this is the Jeremy Pope gay army movie. Oh. But it was like very pro military in a way that did not sit well with me. Yeah, and I was kind of like maybe it because it was based on the director's experience, and I was Mm -hmm. like maybe the director needs a little bit more
0: <laughs> a little bit more therapy, therapy or, or something.
1: Because <laughs> he don't love this for us <laughs> he like it, it, i went to the uh I, I don't know if it was the premiere or not but it was it, it anyways it was playing at a festival and he would like dedicated the movie to his mother who's homophobic and doesn't speak to him oh interesting
0: like it, but not in F- sort of U, like or uh, as a please love me
1: yeah i think in sort of like a please love me which i mm, again sad. didn't like yeah That's um tough. Okay, one at 112 we have The Lost City, which you liked a bit more than I did, but I hated this movie.
0: It, yeah, that's the rom-com with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. It's really only higher on my list, I think in the 80s because
1: you have a 72. Oh, so 72. Oh, Brad Pitt was good.
0: Brad Pitt was good, and honestly, a lot of these movies below are just like unwatchable. Whereas yes. if someone turned this on, I'd be like, fine
1: one eleven, I think is a movie that's actually very watchable, even though it's horrible, and that is Death on the Nile. <laughs> and the nutshell thing to kill to fill the Nile, <laughs> not kill the Nile. I had it at ninety eight. You oh, have okay, it at yeah. eighty five.
0: Yeah, I agree because it is like I still think about like that having sex basically on the dance floor in the opening scene.
1: <laughs> well, what about what about the having sex on the on the ruins?
0: Yeah, as they're, like, quoting Shakespeare or <laughs> Yes. Something. Yeah, there's a lot going on in here that doesn't work, but it's funny. So, that's good.
1: <laughs> uh, one slot higher at 110, we have Jurassic World oh, Dominion.
0: Really, 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 really sad about this one.
1: I do think it's the best Jurassic World movie, though.
0: No, the first Jurassic World is eons better than that. this is this has crickets in it okay there's yeah. no reason for <laughs> I the, cricket liked the
1: I liked the bugs
0: <laughs> no this is this was so bad and disappointing and disjointed and they wasted Laura Dern and I feel like Ian Malcolm should have had more screen time because he was the only light in that film but instead we got like Marriage and Adoptee daughter Stuff and like then they're in Morocco or whatever it was a lot
1: Oh yeah that woman who was like I'm going To sick my uh, (laughs) On you and then she sort of Just disappeared yeah Uh, Okay above that is Halftime the Jennifer Lopez documentary Which is just sort of But I will say That after watching the Rihanna halftime show I was again like Jennifer Lopez and Shakira were great. Yeah, well, they wanted to Rihanna, put on It like, wasn't really singing, wasn't really <laughs> dancing. I mean, like gr- good, like kudos for for doing it pregnant because I could not do it. Probably not pregnant, let alone pregnant. But uh, you know, there wasn't there wasn't a lot happening.
0: Yeah, I didn't. The backup watch dancers
1: it, so. were good. Well, you didn't watch it?
0: No, I haven't. We weren't watching the Super Bowl because we didn't have cable, and then I just haven't gotten around to
1: watching the. You watched 155 movies this year, but you couldn't I watch it. <laughs> uh okay. A 108 is Father of the Bride remake, which I didn't oh, yeah. see. This was bad. It was
0: fine. It was like, to me, it didn't add anything to the conversation. So it's like, why is it here? I felt like it didn't take any interesting swings and it kind of like fumbled in the end. I don't know. These these like parental getting involved in relationship stories feel so outdated now that it has to be like very well acted or very funny to justify its existence, and this was just like fine.
1: Uh, at 107, we have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which you yeah. had at 88 and I had at 81.
0: Actively bad.
1: Yeah, not good. It's Mar- like, Mar- I was, I was like, Marvel movies have been bad recently.
0: Yeah, they have, and and this one especially. Like, sure, everyone's like, oh, different style, you just don't get it, and I'm like, no, it just everything about it made me mad. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I did like the part where all of those people in the other dimension got murdered. But
0: but like, remember how the only interesting thing they could say about the multiverse is here. They have pizza balls instead of pizza slices. And it's like, that's it. Was this generated by A.I.? Like, it's just the most boring multiverse story you could ever imagine. I just
1: remember Wanda being obsessed with her fake kids. Yeah. Um, 106, we have Halloween ends, which you seem to really, really hate. And I didn't remember you hating that that much.
0: I don't think we talked about it. I just randomly watched it because it was like on something because it's the final one. And, and yeah. what, what made me mad was that it was it introduced a whole new male character. And it's like, why are we doing this? It's the finale of a franchise. And now you're making it about someone we have no relationship
1: to. I felt like it it like had some good pieces or ideas, but just like didn't execute it correctly
0: yeah i mean like i
1: like the idea of like michael myers has a protege or whatever and i sort of liked how they ended up finally killing him but <laughs> shredding, him. shredding him in the meat process through like a, a like ticket parade basically yes <laughs> but i but but yes the whole sequence at the beginning with the the, yeah which wasn't even really like a horror movie i did not love um okay what's above that at 105 i have emancipation the will smith slave narrative where he also fights an alligator um (laughs) it's just sort of again like a long miserable movie and will smith is just mostly like it's basically the revenant but with will smith and slavery yeah um it one slot higher which again i think this only fell because you didn't end up seeing it but is till um yeah which has a really good performance by danielle deadweiler in it but aside from the performance i think the script is kind of weak and not that much is i mean stuff is happening but it's like stuff you already sort of know so you're just kind of sitting there watching a like very sad long movie um for one good performance Um, ahead of that we have three months which is another movie you saw that I have no idea what it is oh
0: it's the Troy Sivan like he he was exposed to AIDS and he has to wait three months to like find out if he had it and so then it's like he's in the support group and starts a relationship with someone else in it and it was very like sweet and tender and he did okay in it like it wasn't it wasn't actively bad it just didn't like I don't know kind of hold my attention in the same way but like it's at 70 so it's like you know it's not the worst of the pack
1: yeah yeah we've passed the worst <laughs> of the pack even though we're not even in the top 100 yet but 102 is i want to dance with somebody which you didn't see this is the whitney oh, yeah. houston biopic which was very just like meh biopic yeah and then above I that
0: anyone talk about it
1: i know it came out and disappeared yeah it wasn't great also, I it's think bad. the fact that it didn't have a famous person in it sort of hurt it Mm-mm. somewhat. Yeah, that's true. Um, in 101, we have Weird, the Al Yankovic <laughs> story, which you saw, but I did not.
0: Well, yeah, I so... I heard this was good. It w- It's like... It's a parody of the biopic, which is funny, but for me, I don't have an attachment to Weird Al in any way, and so it just became an extended SNL skit where I was like, Where is this going to go? Because it's all just fake, but it's also like, I don't know. My husband, Rob, enjoyed it more than me, so he would have ranked it lots higher, but I just thought it was fine.
1: At 100, we have The Whale. Oh, wow. Yeah. You have it at 79. I have it at 78. So we were very on brand with this. Uh, Yeah, it's
0: like, is it a well-made movie? Sure. Should it exist?
1: Probably not. But the fat suit's probably going to get an Oscar so yes. get excited for that.
0: <laughs> I mean yeah. Uh, Best makeup. A
1: few more movies that only one of us have seen. In 99 is After Yang the Colin Farrell movie where his like clone cyborg son breaks down and he's trying to fix it. Uh, okay. At number 98 is The Adam Project. Oh is that yeah, him? Reynolds.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the Ryan Reynolds um Netflix like time travel. He has to He has to unite with his, like, 10-year-old self to stop some time-traveling villain. I don't want
1: to watch that. Okay. (laughs) And 97 is Spider-Head. What is that?
0: Oh, Spider-Head is the Chris Hemsworth Netflix movie with Miles Teller.
1: You are the only person who's watching these Netflix movies.
0: No, I'm not. Not according to Netflix. This was, like, top one for a few weeks. But it's, like, this weird sort of comedy about a these prisoners are able to commute their sentences if they agree to participate in this drug trial. And Chris Hemsworth is sort of the madcap like um leader of the drug trial. And it turns out like it's more nefarious and he's let on. And so it becomes this like every
1: drug trial's more nefarious. <laughs> yeah.
0: It honestly was like pretty fun to watch Chris Hemsworth be so kind of unhinged. So it was like a good time. I had it at 65.
1: Yeah. Okay. And then right above that is Breaking, another movie which oh, I yeah. don't know
0: about. That's John Boyega. It's based on a true story of this um, veteran who robs a bank for a very specific amount. And it's like sort of this emotional um, drama about like the VA failing him and him just trying desperately to like get what he needs from what he's been promised from the. Va and it was really sad, really you know <laughs> a broken society. Um, John Boyega does a good job with it, and it was just like fine as a film, you know.
1: I feel like we're in definition of fine as a film yeah. area because at ninety five we have Jerry and Marge go large, <laughs> which you have at eighty one, and I had at sixty five, which again oh, is wow. like it's like old people uh doing a lottery hack and yeah. they're driving across the country and then they fall in love again.
0: And they help their town?
1: Yes, they do. R- like, re-get the jamboree going or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at 94, which really is a coup for this movie getting so high on the list, is Don't Worry Darling. I know. <laughs> Would you what did you six- have it at? I had it at 76. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. So, so I had it at 69. It was-
1: we were close.
0: It just It's hard to put it lower because I had so much fun watching it and prepping for it. That it's like holds a special place in my heart. Um And it's not
1: boring. Yeah, You're...
0: exactly. I love a big swing. And Florence like, even Pugh if it's a is miss.
1: good in it. And, and I think Harry a lot of Styles being revealed is... to be
0: this greasy, sad American loser was honestly like so delightful that I almost just like I wanted to put it higher, if I'm being honest.
1: At ninety three is Guillermo del Toro's uh, Pinocchio that revolves around Nazis. Yeah, it was it was whatever. I I I have it at sixty one. It's like beautiful, but I don't know. It's not be honest.
0: Like that animation style does not appeal to me. Like unless it's like I just don't like something about it is off putting.
1: (laughs) I had like a mild seizure reading your next placement. because it's moonshot which (laughs) i was like she put moonfall so high i was like what is she on that movie was terrible this has
0: been a problem throughout our podcast this year because you kept on thinking hbo removed moonfall (laughs) but they removed moonshot which is their hbo original film starring um the guy from
1: is it still gone or is it back yet
0: i don't remember if they put it back on Um, But it's the girl from To All the Boys I Loved and the boy from Riverdale. And it's this weird, like, futuristic rom-com where she is moving to a Mars settlement and he sneaks on board to go with her. Hmm. And it's just, like, funny and sweet. And there's a really funny reveal at the end that I really appreciated where (laughs) you'd have to be there. Okay.
1: (laughs) Uh, I feel like – did you see the SNL skit? Maybe like last week or the week before, um, where they were talking about like how movies don't exist anymore.
0: Oh, I or, saw like parts of it. Yeah,
1: because I feel like the definition of a movie that doesn't exist is spirited the <laughs> the Christmas uh, yeah, like musical. Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell, Ebenezer Scrooge, mo- Scrooge movie. Like that should have been big, right? I
0: mean, I feel like, but it no one scratched no the itch. It needed to.
1: I mean, yes, but I don't know a soul who saw it. When you saw it, I was shocked.
0: It's like that feel-good family Christmas movie. A bunch of a bunch of Mormons loved it. I feel like it fits in that window of like, you know, maybe conservative people liking just an easy Christmas feel-good movie.
1: Speaking of conservatives, I woke up this morning to Nikki Haley's announcement video for her presidential run. Did you watch it? No, of course. It was deranged. It was like an SNL skit. Yeah. She's I... like, the Russians are coming and the Chinese. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like.
0: Yeah. <sighs> uh, anywho,
1: mm. uh at number 90 is the Batman, <laughs> which I keep forgetting even came out this year. You you got this one higher because I put it at 88 and you said 55.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Cause I feel like you liked it more than I did until the last third. Because you liked the like.
1: Yeah, but each third of that movie (laughs) was six hours long. So.
0: I think I put it this high because I appreciate the technical achievement of it. Like, I still remember the car chase scene and in the rain. And there's like a lot of interesting moments before it goes off the rails once he meets the Joker. And so I was like, it was like fine.
1: Um.
0: But maybe I was Yeah, too and it's
1: Colin Farrell, another good Colin Farrell performance this year, I think. Yeah. So I'm, like, giving the Oscar for this as well. Okay, did we not do an episode on the movie Vengeance? No, we did. Because it wasn't in your ranking.
0: <gasps> Matt, you're supposed to... Well, it. yeah,
1: but I was doing this... I was doing the tabulating, like, this right. morning, no, and we I did. was, like... I did see that. I was, like, maybe we didn't do this. But anyways, it's next at 89. I ranked it at 60. That feels right. Okay. Okay, <laughs> We're on the same page.
0: I would have ranked it lower than you. So it feels like it's in the right spot. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: And number 88 is Crimes of the Future. Oh, yeah. uh, Which I sort of... Like, the more I think about it, the more I think I should have moved it up my rankings because I did really like Kristen Stewart in it. This was like a body horror surgery... It was giving me like those
0: old early 2000s sci-fis we'd just randomly get, these like one-off ideas. Like, like
1: Chronicles of Riddick or something? Yeah.
0: And I appreciated it. Like I said, I like a big swing and everything about this on paper should have disgusted me and I shouldn't have liked it at all. Like it's weird the way yeah, everyone so gets surprised. naked suddenly and they're mm-hmm. always having sex on these machines.
1: Well, surgery is the new sex. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But it was like, there was something so interesting about how bonkers it was that I appreciated it.
1: Uh, At number 87 is Selena Gomez's documentary, My Mind and Me, which was meh.
0: Yeah, I honestly still think about it, though. Like the disparity in how she's like so mad about how people don't take her seriously. And there's this there's this moment in it where she's like whining about how an interviewer ignored the answer to her question. She's like, no one listens to me. No one wants to talk about anything but my love life. No one wants to talk about the things I care about. And then it cuts to her in Africa and these girls at the school are telling her how much their families sacrificed to be there and how much they love learning. And she just goes, do you believe in love? And I literally (laughs) – like selena be fucking for real right now you know it's like what
1: (laughs) she's also like i'm so mad they asked me my favorite ice cream (laughs) was. it's like take the money and leave (laughs) Uh.
0: it's it's interesting though that it's been like five years of filming or whatever so it was like it was an interesting documentary but i don't think it was as um as sympathetic to her as she probably expected it to be
1: yeah at number 86 is Pearl, uh, mm. the Mia Goth horror movie, the prequel to X, which I think is better. Uh, you didn't see this one either.
0: No. But uh, I imagined it, you would like it.
1: It's doing well on TikTok sounds, though. I'll oh, say. really? What's the that sound? Because that TikTok sound that's like, I'm gonna be a star! Oh. <laughs> is from that. Good for her. At 85, we have Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, which I dragged down a bit. I... I really liked Regina Hall in this, but I felt like the plot in general was sort of like, Neh. It
0: kind of, it kind of struggled, but I love Sterling K Brown and Regina Hall. And I feel like the mockumentary around this sort of church revival, like <laughs> I thought it was, it was a clever idea.
1: Um, number 84. Uh, we are both going to be canceled for ranking this so low. Because it was the first <laughs> gay movie to ever be made in a theater, and if you didn't watch Sorry, it, only it was gay so people all in all Everybody the Everybody loved it. I went and stood in the back of the theater, and people were cackling and their crying. asses off. And if you didn't buy a ticket, you can go straight to hell. <laughs> it's bros.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like I was trying to remember if I liked the movie more before hearing <laughs> his pitch about it. Because I do think, like in the theater, I, was I like, think this I is did,
1: fine. but. But it really it, has left a bad
0: taste.
1: Yes. Too bad. eighty three is on the come up, which you did not see, but this was Angie the movie version of Angie Thomas's uh second book about a girl who is uh sort of like becoming a rapper. I saw this at Toronto oh. and really liked it. I feel like nobody else saw this movie. I haven't
0: I I doubt it's come out actually, right?
1: No, it's out. It came out it oh, came really? out while it was there, but I think it went straight to Paramount Plus, maybe.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I I've heard about the book, but I didn't even know a movie existed.
1: Yeah, I had it at fifty eight. I I huh. liked it. I thought it was good. It was cute okay. and the, you know fun. Um, at number eighty two is Significant Other, which you saw. <laughs> what is this movie?
0: So this is like a sci fi comedy that stars <laughs> no, um Jake Lacy. Jake, Lacey. Jake Lacey. That's an actor, right? The guy from White yes, Lotus. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, Russell Burton or no. whatever. His name is. <laughs>
0: But it's like, it's a Paramount Plus original, I think. And it's sort of like this horror comedy where she and him go on this camping trip and then one of them gets possessed by an alien like demon species of course. thing. As one does. And so there were actually a lot of fun surprises and twists and sort of quirky moments. It it was giving like um, the Natalie Portman movie, but with comedy. You know, the alien one.
1: Annihilation? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But, like, but make comedy. it funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, honestly, I thought it was fun. I
1: I, I probably will never watch it, but... You
0: probably... Won't, most people great. probably will not ever see it, <laughs> but it is there on Paramount Plus if you want to try.
1: Uh, right with on the come-up. Paramount Plus. Yeah, exactly. We're in the Paramount Plus section. Was all the old knives on Paramount Plus? I think that was on I think that's Amazon. HBO. Oh, maybe it was.
0: I think it's on HBO.
1: That's... Um, that's, That's number Chris eighty-one Pine. on our list. I you, liked this more saw than you first. did. Yeah, I
0: think. you told me to watch it, and I watched it, and I almost fell asleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was. It wasn't the most exciting, actually. Yeah, no, it's
0: very talky. It's very two people sit down at dinner and talk through their issues with a yes. few pl- flashbacks here and there. But it just yeah. wasn't like.
1: And no, it wasn't action. Yeah. But it felt it felt like a movie Chris Pine would do. I feel yeah. <laughs> Like he, I
0: don't know. It's
1: like he's going to do an action movie, but eh, it's going to be a yeah, little I guess, bit. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> oh, going to keep brown. their clothes yeah. on a little bit more. Uh, we're all going to. No. Yeah. Um, uh, no, there was, I think, a couple of hot sex scenes with him and Tandy yeah, Noon. Yeah. Um, at 80 is Enola Holmes 2, which <gasps> I, I like. got around to this. You did not watch. I, I put it at 56. It was good. I wrote a review on it. Um, 79 is I Want You Back. This is the Charlie Day, Jenny Slate yeah. rom-com.
0: Did which I drag you... this down for you?
1: Yeah. I so. Well, I had it at 45. You had it at 82. I liked this a lot more than you did.
0: Yeah. I just have this thing where I want rom-coms to be romantic again. Like, there's too much emphasis on these weird, hijinky comedy bits. And it's like, oh, let's be realistic. They wouldn't start making – No. I want – I want a kiss at the end of a rom-com, or it's not a rom-com, okay? Like, just get it out of my face, okay? (laughs) It just irritates me. Yikes. Uh,
1: At number 78, we have a movie called God's Creatures, which I feel like you would like. This is... Okay, I'll write
0: it down. I mean, it's low for you.
1: Well, I put it at 52. Okay, fine. Which I think is decent. Yeah. Um, Especially when you consider the fact that I chopped 50 movies out of this list. You're right. You're right. Um, So... This is Paul Mezcal and Emily oh. Watson. And it's like a like tiny sort of Irish movie. And he is sort of like this bad son who comes back to town. And the mom's like, we got to give him a second chance. We got to give him a second chance. And then it's like, maybe we shouldn't give him a second chance. <laughs> um, it, it, it goes okay. someplace. And Paul <laughs> Mezcal is good in it. Um He's having a moment. And yeah. I don't know. I, it feels like it could be your vibe. Okay. Um, I'll write it down. At number 77, we have Leave No Trace, mm, the yeah. Boy Scout sexual assault documentary. Yeah. Always um, hard
0: to know how to rank those. It was it is good.
1: Yeah. Like, it felt very important. Um, and, like, some parts of the documentary I thought were really good. There were other parts where I was – it felt maybe a little too pro-Boy Scouty in yeah. some sections. Yeah. Like apologetic um, in some ways. Yeah. So I don't know. It was it was good, but it, it it also wasn't necessarily doing anything super interesting as a documentary in the format either. It was pretty yeah. straightforward. Um yeah. but yeah. Good nonetheless. Okay. At number seventy-six, we have our first best picture nominee, Shelby. Would you like to guess which best picture nominee this year we liked the least?
0: I'm trying to think. Like best picture Yeah I guess Tar No you like Tar
1: No it is not Tar
0: I honestly I need to pull up the list Tell me right now And I'll have P- the list Ready for next ones
1: <laughs> Um the, It is Elvis Oh Yeah <laughs> But you—you you hated
0: it a lot more I than hate, me. Then yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You put it at 33, which I was flummoxed by because I have it at 83. <laughs> I thought this movie was bad.
0: I just love. And a the spectacle. longer I
1: think about it, the less I like it, and the more Austin Butler talks in his weird voice, the less I like it. See, and the more I'm bad the reverse. Movies Tom like... Hanks movies makes in a, in a row, the less <laughs> I like it
0: it's the further I forget the further I get from remembering how much Tom Hanks is in it the more I like it because I think it's like the musical sequences were fun I like the Baz Lerman like spectacle but is it a good is it a well-crafted film probably not but there's Mm -hmm. something like I don't know watchable about it (laughs) I, I'm going to just say
1: this is too high. It should have been lower. There's <laughs> so many much better things. enola Holmes too deserved better. Um okay, at 75 we have our other Harry Styles movie this year, mm. the gay romance My Policeman.
0: Yeah, sorry. I I just something about it like just rubbed me the wrong way like
1: was, Harry it the gay being in it? was it the gay people? No, was it the gay sex? It was like
0: the woman being I don't know. <laughs> it just felt like broke back mountain, but like too like it's like, oh I don't know. It's just like, why are we watching these sad sad men be, you know, sad gay men be sad? Like it's like
1: <laughs> let let sad gay men be happy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like maybe I should have ranked bros higher. I just I think (laughs) Bros did more for the (laughs) community than my police did. No,
1: (laughs) no, no. We know that Billy Eichner would agree with you, but no. (laughs) Uh, My police, yeah, you had it at 73. I had it at 53. So we weren't that far off from it. Speaking of sad gays, in number 74, we have spoiler alert. The oh, yeah, I didn't
0: watch gay
1: this. cancer movie, which I actually thought was pretty good. I have it at fifty one. I think I'd um, probably like it more than my yeah for sure. It's it's funny. It is it, it like I mean it's obviously sad in ways, but I think it's not like so depressing, and there's yeah. lots of good stuff before you sort of get to the depressing part. Um I was expecting to hate it because Jem Parsons I'm I'm not a huge fan of, but yeah. I thought he was fine. And Ben Aldridge is mm. so hot in it um and it <laughs> okay, is better okay, than knock the sense. cabin woods door which will be <laughs> at the bottom of this list next year um okay one step higher at 73 is strange world the disney movie mm. Disney. wow this is movie. a
0: bad streak for gay representation
1: i, I know i
0: apologize
1: for my... Yeah, this is your fault as well because <laughs> you have it at seventy-seven. I have it at forty-four. You said mm, gays. Yeah, not into it. <laughs> like
0: uh, no. I honestly do. I wish Disney had done a better a better job marketing this movie. Do I think it's dirty that they intentionally and disastrously failed it? Yeah, but I also just like I don't know. I'm I'm not very into animated films unless they like blow my mind, like Into the Spider Verse or Mitchells Versus the Machines. And this was just, like, a fine story. And I can't get past, like, the reveal that they live on this, like, turtle's back. Like, I just didn't get it, I guess, is my point.
1: <laughs> I think it's a Native American thing.
0: Well, then why does it start a bunch of, like,
1: white daddy issues? No, I mean, like, like that's, like, um, uh.
0: That's an origin story? Yeah,
1: I think that's, like, a legend. Like, of a, crea- some, a creation some, yeah, story. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: Well, I then why isn't been. it about like,
1: look, look, Shelby, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't get into this. I can't get into this. You and your homophobic <laughs> rankings of these movies is honestly uh, Well, outlandish. you and your
0: appropriation of um, <laughs> native culture, okay?
1: <laughs> we haven't even got to Avatar yet, Shelby. <laughs> um, at 72, we have Watcher. What oh, yeah. is
0: this? This is a horror film that I think you would like. It's, I mean, it's sort of a quiet horror. It's like this woman moves to some Eastern European town with her husband who speaks the language and she doesn't. So she just feels more and more isolated. And then she starts to think she's being stalked, but no one's taking her seriously. Mm. Um, So it's like a slow burn. It's very unsettling, very creepy. um, And ultimately kind of an interesting film about the way we doubt women and the way that affects women trying to protect themselves. So I thought it was good.
1: Interesting. It's on
0: Shudder, which is like, I guess oh, a streaming okay. service for horror.
1: I watched a sh- one of the Oscar-nominated shorts that's on Netflix called "The Margaret Mitchell Effect," huh? Which is this thing, which is sort of like this political, uh, like gaslighting thing that okay uh, people do because she was the wife of somebody in the Nixon administration who, like, w- said that Watergate happened and they kept like in the news being like, "This woman doesn't know what she's oh, talking interesting. about." Interesting. Writing um, that down. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, okay, number 71, we have another animated movie, The Bad Guys. Oh, I really no, liked sorry. this. I thought it was cute. But it, again, was sort of like not really doing a ton. You yeah. had it at 73 or 76. I had it at 43. Yeah. Um, I can't I like, it.
0: I can't harp on this. It's just another one that just like, oh, well, I didn't capture my interest. It was like this in DC League of Pets or whatever.
1: Rude, though, <laughs> that it's below Thor Love and Thunder, which is at 70. <laughs> that movie was not um, good
0: the more i think about it do i agree that thor isn't a great film sure but i think everyone was having a fun enough time that i was entertained in the moment were we i was
1: i don't remember liking it
0: no i'm saying like the actors like they oh, were just yes. you know like it's just Crow. like vibes
1: <laughs> russell crowe had a wild year this year between greatest beer run and thor
0: yeah so i i stand by this ranking at
1: hmm. uh, number 69 um Another gay movie that you didn't even oh, watch. Oh, no. Rathaniel, the stand-up Oh, I actually did Gerard- watch this.
0: I just thought oh. you were going to cut it. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. You want me to cut the gay? <laughs> but, no, we I just thought because it
0: come- it's, like it's like a stand-up. I just didn't I know, know if it would it. count for your list. I Anyways, it was
1: good. Shelby- it was good. Shall we? Uh, number 68 is The Good Nurse Which I never got around to watching This oh, yeah. is Eddie Redmayne and Jessica Chastain Yeah I think it's the an nurse interesting story He's a murderer yes Yeah,
0: yeah. It's an interesting story about how she starts to think He's actually a serial killer Who's like killing patients And it's like a quiet film So it's not ever like very over the top But they are really good performances And it was a fine movie
1: at 67 is Hocus Pocus 2.
0: That's insane.
1: <laughs> I loved Hocus Pocus 2. I mean, loved is maybe a generous term. You have it at 80. I have it at 64. But okay. I thought Hocus Pocus 2 was cute and fun. Yeah. And, you know, funny. It was, it was not bad. I thought it was better than I thought it was going to be.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's probably a good way of framing it.
1: Mm. Uh, <laughs> next up is Emily the Criminal, which I haven't gotten around to see.
0: Yeah, this is um, Aubrey Plaza. It's a Netflix. It's on Netflix too, and it's just like a ninety-minute sort of—I don't know what you'd call it—like a thriller about this woman who needs money fast, and she starts to get in more and more um, scrapey situations around maybe some illegal activity. Um, and the ending was kind of a fun twist. I mean, she's a bad person, but you kind of feel like, yeah. <laughs> hmm.
1: So, like, I care a lot.
0: Um, Less, less polished, I'd say. Like, this is just, like, your classic 90s, like, thriller vibes. Like, it's just boom, 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 story done.
1: Gotcha. Okay, 65 is another Best Picture nominee. Okay. It is not Elvis, Shelby.
0: I'm going to guess it must be Avatar.
1: Yes. Yeah. It is. Avatar the way of water. Which yeah. you have at forty-two, I have at sixty-eight. Oh wow.
0: Um, okay. I I kept feeling like I had to give it props, but I'm surprised you put it lower because I think well no, I think we both hated it actively. I was gonna say I, I just thought you liked th- it. Like more than it me. was
1: it's the thing that it's it's so long. Yeah. Like it's beautiful. Okay, but Bible it's world. so long and if a movie is long and and i am not with it like by the time we get to the end i will hate it just because <laughs> i have to sit there you know what i mean yeah it's like if a movie's two hours and it's bad like eh, whatever um but like if i think a movie is bad by the two hour mark and then i look down at my watch and we still have another hour and a half left yeah, I like, was doing the entire time. It
0: was like, oh, this must be almost over. And then you look and it's only been an hour.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah. Really well made, but at what for what it woke, reason? It woke, yeah. And they could
1: have just trimmed stuff. Like it didn't mean anything. Yeah. Need it was to just
0: showing off, but it's like, we already know you're an expert at this animation. So it's like, mm. do better.
1: At 64 is Ticket to Paradise, the George Clooney. Julie yeah. Roberts rom com, which I think I bumped up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I thought this was cute. The whole plot line with the daughter and her boyfriend or whatever is kind of meh, but Billy Lord is really funny, and you could just tell the Julie Lord's Roberts in it and George for like four minutes. Yeah, but she's funny when she's there, <laughs> and and George Clooney and Julie Roberts just look like they were having a riot they hanging they out have good, with each yeah, other.
0: There was good energy, good vibes. I just again would welcome more rom-commy elements like sexual tension more than just witty banter but yeah. it was fine
1: shelby wants porn everyone. yeah it's like That's <laughs> what she's looking for Hit her <laughs> with a penis.
0: no but you can't have your classic rom-coms like how to lose a guy and you've got male without without sexual without chemistry without is there without any tension no one
1: no one is having any sex and you you've uh, i'm not all.
0: saying sex you're putting oh, okay. that in my mouth i'm saying sexual tension i'm saying chemistry i'm saying palpable tension between the will they won't they elements of a rom-com
1: okay well i thought they had fun tension
0: no they just had like oh we're best friends tension it wasn't mm-hmm. like okay and it also again parents getting involved it's like guys chill out you know
1: i guess but there were okay. some fun elements 63 we have a movie we saw together Which is see how they run. Oh, yeah. The Saoirse Ronan mystery that no one saw.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I imagined you liked this more than me.
1: Actually, you have it at 54 and I have it at 55. Oh, cute. So we like it about the same.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you Uh, saw more movies. But yeah, I see your point.
1: mm -hmm. Number 62 uh, is a movie that you really dragged down... The rankings for me. I have it at twenty two. You had it at eighty (laughs) seven. Yes. It is white noise. Yes. But I sort of don't begrudge you for this because I saw I saw this at the opening night of the New York Film Festival and there's a party afterwards. And I was like, oh, this movie was good. Like, it was fun. It was, was well made. It looked expensive. I got to the after party and I was like, wow, like, that was so good. And everyone was like, we all hated that. You're the only <laughs> person at this party who enjoyed it. Good. In I hope
0: that shamed you. It just feels like so, it's like the director is just like jerking himself off to the sound of his own voice. He's just like, the talkiness, the, the way the characters talk over each other, it just drove me nuts imagining how like. Proud of this script, this guy was.
1: Well, it's based on a novel that I had to read in college, so I think I okay. liked it a little bit more because of that. But okay. also, that's sort of the vibe of the book. So yeah.
0: it's so weird. It was just like, what is happening? What's the point? What's going on?
1: But and then I also really loved the final grocery store scene. I
0: know you did. I I know.
1: <laughs> okay, one point higher is "Marry Me" at number sixty-one. <gasps> I can't. believe so much. I <laughs> liked some of the songs in *Marry Me*, but as a movie, it wasn't good.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: like I've listened to the soundtrack a lot, but like it—it it was weird. Like fact, <laughs> it is
0: weird, but it's fun. It's
1: so the premise is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's the premise of almost every movie we've talked about *Ticket to, to Paradise* is a
0: dumb premise. Like it's like. Yeah, But at least it makes
1: sense in some world that like, okay, you'd have these parents who don't want their daughter marrying like an island person. (laughs) And so like go there to try to figure it out. Where having a woman like just randomly propose to a person at her concert (laughs) and then decide to stay with him just because is wild.
0: I loved its weirdness. And Uh, I loved that J-Lo was allowed to just like, exist and it was owen wilson's own issues that that made the problems of the plot
1: marry me was no shotgun wedding unfortunately
0: (laughs) i guess i'd agree that shotgun wedding as a whole works better but marry me has a soundtrack that elevates it
1: i guess that's true that's true um a wackadoo movie that i loved a lot even though it was bad is senior year at number <laughs> 60 the rebel wilson wakes up after a coma as a yeah. high schooler uh, and we so. saw
0: this together didn't we did we maybe it where was laura we... maybe laura was with me or something oh,
1: okay i was like i don't know where we would have seen this together but
0: <laughs> no i honestly had this at like 25 and then rob shamed me and was like this is not a good movie he had to like have a <laughs> A sit down with me. But I remember having a great time.
1: Yeah, I had a, I had a good time. I feel like this, in my mind, pairs with another movie that we're going to get to later on the list as, like, they're similar vibes, and I like them both. Yeah. Um. Okay, at number 59 is the Adam Sandler film, Hustle, oh, which I, I didn't watch.
0: I know. I'm frankly embarrassed it's even this high. I don't like Adam Sandler, but I well, watched this because 41. Queen Latifah and... Also because I was bored. And it was actually pretty good. Okay. Okay. It's Uh, a basketball
1: movie, but. Yeah. 58, we have 13 lives, which I feel like is another of those movies that just like doesn't exist. No one saw this. Yeah. It's the Thai cave rescue film. Which also long. It is long, but I didn't watch the documentary that came... I think the documentary heard it, because it was a documentary, I think, that came out last year that did really well, that people liked. So I didn't really know the story beyond, like, the news headlines. Yeah. So I thought it was fascinating to watch, but, yeah, it was, it was lengthy. Also yeah. another good Colin Farrell performance.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. It just wasn't, like, memorable, per se.
1: Yeah. 57, I Have the Pale Blue Eye, which you didn't see. This is the... <laughs> uh christian bale um edgar Allan poe you know i mystery. you you
0: recommended it on a love it or hate it and then i looked at the reviews and it was like 30 <laughs> percent and i was like nah
1: was it that low i don't I know it was that was low good. but i remember
0: what, looking at it and being like I oh never mind
1: interesting okay well screw me <laughs> uh okay 56 is turning red yeah um which, you have a 34, I have at 66, so I think I dragged it down a bit. But, um, yeah, this was, like, very cute. I honestly feel like it like it came out so long ago that I'd yeah. probably like it more if I saw it again. I can't remember it that That's well.
0: That's what happened for me, because I didn't really like it on first watch, but I have then had to watch it with people who do. And I was like, okay, I can see the appeal. I can see what works here. And it's sweet. It's a different different sort of movie for Pixar, and it's nice.
1: 55 we have Scream, Scream 5 which came out last year. You have it at 57, I have it at 42. Um I liked this. Fine. It was like a decent scream movie. Um it wasn't like wowing me in the way that the first new Halloween film was, but I liked it. I'm I'm very intrigued for Scream 6 when it comes out.
0: Yeah, I honestly do think Scream 6 looks better. I liked the twist of this, but it's just not my cup of tea.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, number 54 is Violent Night, the Santa Claus (laughs) action movie that you didn't watch. Uh, I have it at 37. It was a good time, I'll say. Yeah, I mean, you honestly
0: convinced me to give it a chance. I just didn't yeah, get around you, to it.
1: Yeah, you should watch it. Well, I mean, watch it next year, you know? Save it yeah. for Christmas. Why watch it when it's not? Why watch it when it's out of season? At 53, you have The Gray Man, which I didn't see. <laughs> Was this Is this also a Chris movie?
0: Yeah, it's Chris Evans. It's Chris Evans and Ryan um, Gosling.
1: So many Chris's making Netflix movies. My gosh. I
0: know, but I honestly think you'd like this because it it feels sort of like that. Um... I think it is
1: by the extraction team, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, there's a a lot of of fun action
0: sequences. Chris Evans is playing a totally unhinged character, which is always fun. Um, Ryan Gosling is always watchable. Great charisma, you know. It was kind of – I couldn't tell you the plot, like, at all, now that I'm trying to think of the issue between (laughs) the two of them. But there is some
1: good They're fighting each other?
0: Yeah, they're on opposing sides. I think Ryan Gosling is, like, rescuing someone, but then – Chris Evans has to murder them. (laughs) I don't remember. It's like a battle of assassins, but like, then there's a child involved.
1: Okay. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, 52, we have the other cannibal movie this year, Fresh.
0: Oh, yeah. Did you see this?
1: I never got around to seeing it. I wanted to, but I never did.
0: It was fun. Sebastian um, Stan. Stan is also playing an unhinged character really stretching out of those disney shackles um and it's just sort of a survivalist she has to outwit this cannibal who kidnapped her and i thought it was great
1: 51 we have the anne hathaway entrant of the year armageddon time which i had it at 35 you haven't seen Um, i
0: haven't heard of it
1: of armageddon time it was no. like her and um Kendall Roy from Succession and uh Anthony Hopkins was in it. It's about like a family who lives in Queens in the 90s. What? She plays the mom. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 good, but it's also just like one of those like family dramas. Right. And it also I it's also based on like the director's life. So it's falling into like the Fableman's okay. uh Belfast yeah. kind of vibe of a movie. Um so yeah, a little Uh, It's a little snoozy. Not the best thing ever. Uh, Okay. Number 50. We're in the top 50. Uh, The unbearable weight of massive (laughs) talent. The Nick Cage playing Nick Cage movie from earlier this year.
0: What did you have it at?
1: I had it 49. You have it at 40.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think... I think part of the problem with why this isn't higher is because I don't have enough of a knowledge of Nicolas Cage to understand every reference in this.
1: Yeah, I think so, too.
0: But Pedro Pascal is really fun in it, and it's there's a lot of funny elements around filmmaking that I think made it clever.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I dragged this one down a lot, because oh, no. I have it at 77, and you have it at 12. This oh, wow. is Florence Pugh in The Wonder, Aww. Um, which I... I like – I mean I love Florence Pugh and I thought that the story was sort of interesting but it was just so slow and it's boring. It's very slow. It was a lot of like, is this girl going to eat? We're going to watch – oh, no, she's not eating. Oh, she's still on eating. But
0: then the payoff is like so stunning and like it honestly like haunted me. And I think also coming out of like a high-demand religion and seeing how this story revolves around – because it's like takes place in the 1800s in Ireland and Florence Pugh is a nurse who goes to see if this – fasting girl is actually able to survive without eating or if she's somehow lying. And it turns out to be this like sort of reveal that it's around the toxic abuse of men in their lives and how instead of facing it, a woman would do anything to like, I don't know, preserve the power structures that she has in hand. And so she leans on this horrific choice to believe in god and and then the payoff of the girl being saved was just so moving to me that i just it really spoke to me
1: hmm yeah it was again like it wasn't bad it just wasn't my favorite (laughs) and and, yeah and that was that too i was like why are these all be played by men Hmm. yeah um 48 is a cute little christmas movie called your christmas or mine that you Did not see, but I wanted to shout out because I thought it was fun. It's like a couple goes to each other's houses, each thinking that they're going to surprise the other person for Christmas and then get there and realize that their significant other's not there and it's just their family members. And then there's a blizzard, so they're stuck with them. Um, But it was a good time. Okay, 47 is Bullet Train. Sorry. Uh, The Brad Pitt action movie. I liked Bullet Train. I feel like the longer I sit and think about it, the more I liked it. I had it at 38. You had it at 50.
0: Yeah, it just felt a little long and kind of – it just doesn't my cup of tea. I'm not going to pretend but it's, it's not, not, like, well done. Pitt, it's just like...
1: I must say, even though he's not great, he was in good movies. Who? 46. Oh. Is... <laughs> no,
0: I don't condone this message. Uh Please do not associate me with any You statements. said good things
1: about him and the Lost City. You said that's part of the Lost <laughs> City. Right, he I was going to bullet train. You said, I I believe you're wearing a t-shirt right now. that says, yeah. I stand with Brad. Um, no. Okay. no. Number 46 is Living, the Bill Nighy uh, oh, movie yeah. about like a British bureaucrat. It's very sweet. It has the girl from Sex Education in it. Um, it's, yeah, it's not like necessarily doing anything super crazy new, but I thought it was well done nonetheless. Um, Okay, 45 is Black Panther, Wakanda, Forever. And I feel like it sort of speaks to the state of Marvel that this is where its best placement is this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we did a whole episode on it. I think the takeaway is basically like it started strong, but there was too much for it to work through that it didn't really work as a standalone film or as a compelling narrative for where it needed to go.
1: Yeah, forty-four is Fire of Love, the documentary about two, uh, volcano studying people who uh, are killed by a volcano, oh. and it's very very good. It's a really good documentary, and it's on Disney Plus if anybody wants. Fire
0: to see it. of Love.
1: Fire of Love. Okay, I'm writing it
0: yeah. down. Look at me taking. It, it's nominated for an Oscar
1: as well. Okay, number forty-three. Finally, one of our top ten picks gets sniped. It's mine, unfortunately, for us all. Um, it's Empire of Light, oh which gosh. I loved. I have it at number five. You have what? it at number seventy-eight.
0: <laughs> that five, five in the year twenty twenty-two, when we had so many good movies. You thought this was top five Here's the thing
1: about Empire of Light. Oh, okay. That, so it's dealing like. I think it's a very beautiful story about two people who are super lonely for different reasons, who work at this movie theater together, and sort of, um, I don't know, like, have to kind of uh, find some sort of comfort in, like, each other, and also in the magic of cinema. No, see, but, that's what it's quoted as, but it never showed me the magic of cinema, ever. She's, like, weeping in that scene in the end, but, but I think the thing is, is, like, I really... I really liked I I thought the I thought the cinematography was gorgeous I thought the acting was really good I thought that the music was really good I really liked this story about these two people who are like shouldn't necessarily be friends but are just like so sort of desperate for connection that they're finding it together I think the issue is that Sam Mendes who wrote the movie like, was setting it in a time where there was a lot of, like, political upheaval going on, and sort of, like, included that, but then never really addressed it in any way.
0: Yeah, I and mean, so I, I tried think to, you like, watch... say, like, her loneliness was equal to his life of racism. Like, it was just kind of weird
1: to well, have she has, it. she like, mental illness.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but it was so I... heavily from her POV, but then tried to use his, like, Experiences of racism as like window dressing for her awakening, and it I just felt like it he was just saying
1: that like you can be isolated for various reasons. Yeah, maybe. And and I d- I, I thought that it wasn't actually like attempting like if it wasn't really attempting to say anything specific about race or really about um yeah but... her mental illness, and it was mostly just trying to talk about this one specific relationship, and that. People then all sort of got on it for not saying anything more profound about the more hot button issues going on,
0: racism as like trigger points for her. Like it's like we had to watch a black body be brutalized um, so that she could learn something, but we never really like got his perspective in a meaningful way. Like I think that's what it's not like. Oh, he should have talked more about the race riots of the eighties. It was more like why'd you. Why would you bring it up like this in a way that, I don't know, kind of used it, but never explored it beyond
1: yeah her I experience think, with it? Yeah, I like, I can see that thinking. I feel like I just liked it a lot yeah. as a friendship sort of story. Well, um,
0: romance. Yeah, kissy, but like
1: kissy. it. But they like, I mean, you should have got, you should Lots have liked this more. It was more, more sexual. But then at a certain point, they like stop and yeah. they're just friends. Yeah. Like, I think it again is, is sort of pointing to the like desperateness that they both had for some sort of connection that they were like, sure, we'll do this. And then later realize like, wait, maybe yeah. this is more of a friendship. It thing. just
0: felt untethered. It was just kind of. All over the but place. But also the
1: score is so good. And the I set know. is so beautiful. Okay, number 42 is The Valet. What is <laughs> this movie?
0: I talked about it in my mid-year rankings. It's just this like sweet comedy um, about a valet who's sort of wrapped up in this scandal involving a actress and her secret love affair with a married politician. And so they decide to say that she's dating the valet to avoid being tied to this politician.
1: And Ooh, so then man. they have
0: to become a, it's, um, what's her name? Samantha Weaving from Ready oh, or Not. Oh, Samara Weaving? Samara Weaving. And um, it's cute. It's on Hulu. It was fun. It's also another movie that's just about friendship. And I think that, to your point, is sometimes a welcome reprieve. And the comedy was sweet and light, and there's a lot of family-centric kind of you know she you know what you might like it because it too is exploring the levels of loneliness we feel and the different cultural elements at play so
1: well we must be on trend because at number 41 is cha-cha real smooth which i feel like <laughs> is another movie that's like about is it romance is it friendship yeah. it's about loneliness is it mental trying illness? to figure things out is it mental illness
0: yeah yeah that's a, I- that's a good enough movie too
1: yeah, Char cha Real Smooth, I thought was nice. And I and didn't I feel like it was came out at Sundance and got lots of good reviews. And then people were like out to take it down in the <laughs> in the summer for some reason.
0: I mean, it's kinda like the more you sit with this dude, it's really annoying. But but if you get to the end, you kind of realize that's the point. It's kind of the five hundred yeah. days of summer treatment.
1: Right, yes. Um, and Dakota Johnson is fun. Yeah, but she's Always. also
0: kind of like what are you doing here, girl? It was yeah, I mean, it was a weird sort of manic pixie girl that was never fully
1: explained.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like sort of manic pixie, but sort of not. Yeah. Uh, number 40. I'm shocked that you let this movie get this high given its uh, actors, but Fire Island <laughs> is uh, on the list. A gay rom-com.
0: <laughs> I loved this. Did sure. I rank it higher than mm-hmm.
1: you? What? Did I rank yes, it higher Yes, you than have you? it at 31. So, I have hmm. it at 50.
0: Look who's... Look who's homophobic now. It was
1: hitting too close to home for me. You okay?
0: <laughs> You're like, this isn't my experience on Fire I Island. I was like,
1: well, how do I I'm not fall in love my with a rich doctor? <laughs> what is my rich person on Fire Island?
0: Yeah, it was cute. It has some fun. And the Britney Spears moment was great.
1: Number 39 is Rosalind. What is oh, this?
0: You don't see it? It's the sort of uh, it's the story of Rosalind from Romeo and Juliet. So it's Romeo and Juliet from her perspective and she it's Wait, played who, by um
1: which character is that in romeo and juliet
0: she's the first love of romeo's and then he ditches oh, okay. her to get, when he sees oh, juliet yes, 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 yes and so it's played by um ticket to paradise and uh book smart and um oh caitlin deaver caitlin deaver and it's anachronistic or whatever so it's like there's modern elements but it's they're in like shakespearean costumes so it's, like, very gotcha. fun, very, like, tongue-in-cheek
1: kind of, like – That feels like something I would like. Yeah, it was – How did I never hear about
0: this? I don't know. I'm surprised. What it, was it on? Um, I want to say Hulu. I want to say Hulu. But it was just, like, a fun. She's kind of snarky. She has to go through this, like, learning curve. There's a hot romantic interest for her. And they get into all sorts of hijinks and she ends up having to save Romeo and Juliet from themselves. And so Yeah,
1: it is on Hulu. It's
0: a little twist on the story and just generally entertaining.
1: Hmm. Okay. I'm intrigued. I would I might watch that. Uh number thirty-eight is Causeway, mm-hmm. the new Jennifer Lawrence Brian Tyree Henry movie. You did not like this. Yeah. I you didn't. <laughs> I liked it. I get I put it at sixteen. What did oh, you wow. like about it?
0: thought it was kind of like boring. I felt like the most interesting character was Brian Tyree Henry and he's secondary to Jennifer Lawrence. I think I think these sort of like quiet character studies are hard for me sometimes unless there's like a I don't know. It just kind of fizzled in a way that felt unsatisfying to me. But it wasn't like painful. It was just kind of forgettable.
1: I guess it sort of is similar to empire of but maybe mm. i need to do some self reflection yeah, on my, yeah, point on um, on on why i am so intrigued by these weird these like lonely people women. uh movies but yeah no i i liked i liked causeway i mean yeah it's again another one of these like two people who don't really have any connections in the world like sort of accidentally bumping up against each other and finding like a cool friendship and i think i do like friendship movies a lot yeah. um Uh, At number 37 is Downton Abbey, A New Era, which is a great Downton Abbey movie, I'll say. If you're not a fan of Downton Abbey, you probably wouldn't like it. But for Downton Abbey people, it's just like a long, fun Downton (laughs) Abbey episode. And that is a good time. Okay. Number 36. We have another Best Picture winner, which is also one of your top 10s. That I dragged down. Is it women talking? Guesses. It is women talking. So sad. You have it at two. I have it at 71. I
0: knew this would happen, and I had to text you after I watched it so I could get it out of my system before losing it on you on air. I think this film is so beautiful, and it just like struck such a chord with me. And I have absolutely no problems with any part of it.
1: (laughs) I liked the movie in some ways, but I it's short. Yeah. And I felt like there's so there's a lot of characters and I couldn't tell them I couldn't That's figure out hero. who was who and who had which like thought or like who was standing for sort of like which theme or like idea they were all in
0: growing they were all working through it right. yes I change. know but I
1: felt like I couldn't like I couldn't figure out who was growing in which direction because oh, I couldn't figure out where so anybody beautiful. was starting and where they were moving and who was whose sister and who was the... and it was just like I wish that had been slightly longer no. it also is very talky and felt like a play and I wish but you love and I that felt... stuff Well, no, yes, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, I feel like if they had given me like a, like if I went and saw this on Broadway and it was like a two and a half hour version, I would, I would like understand all, like who all the characters were and what the setup for it was. (sighs) Um, And maybe if I watched it a second time and sort of like having a better handle of what's of who is who I would like it more. But the first time I just felt like I was confused and then it was over because it was so short.
0: I just loved every single, it just felt so razor sharp, just like absolutely no fat on the bones, just straight to the point. And it was just like so specific and yet universal and how these women talked about like religion and faith and what they would be able to take with them versus what was stripped from them by this like horrific experience and obviously there's the, you know, religion angle that maybe hit close to home for me. But also I loved how she directed it where one of the reasons I avoided the book is that it's written from the perspective of the male note taker which I get like why it happened but I was just like I don't know if I need to process this through him and she had originally intended for it to be voiced over by him similarly but instead realized like no <laughs> let's get him out of here Voiced over by this little girl in this group and everything was just like so stunning like how it didn't it didn't feel like it had to spend a lot of time on the assault these women faced, but instead focused on what they lost from it. And every scene with the women was like, every flashback was something like expelled from their body violently, whether that was a miscarriage or like rotting teeth. There was just constantly blood and they were constantly losing something. And then the final shot was of this newborn baby. And it was just like, oh my gosh, this is so, such a beautiful and so specific way to get this point across that like they were able to take something they were able to like have so much taken from them, but still build something beautiful. And it was just like, oh, I could just, I I loved it. Absolutely, I, it, no notes.
1: It was also it shot in this weird color pattern. No, that I was it was confused just beautiful. Fused as to why it was like half black and white, and I and I felt like it, like it's a fable, quote unquote, well, sort so of
0: feminist sp- imagining, and it,
1: and it's just like, oh well i was like i was like i wanted it to either be more realistic or more uh no this
0: is all we or, get Matt. more sometimes. like clear
1: in its like i don't know like parableliness i i did i just i wasn't i wanted more of it i think if it had been 2 hours i would have liked it a lot more but i was
0: i just needed it to win best adapted screenplay because i think she did a really brilliant job with the subject matter And to your point, kind of making it more universal, which maybe didn't work for you, but I felt like allowed more in ways for people watching it. And I think it's just like spoke to me on so many different experiences as a woman. And I just loved it.
1: (laughs) Uh, Number 35, we have Girl in the Picture, which you saw and I did not.
0: Oh, yeah. This is a good documentary. I feel like a lot of... True crime documentaries can feel really exploitative, and I honestly have issues with the genre as a whole. But this is on Netflix, and it kind of pulls back layers as you learn more about this Jane Doe who, who, disappeared and then you realize like she was connected to this other crime and then this other and you realize like how many systems failed her in a row and it becomes not only a compelling like oh my gosh how who done it and like what happened and who is she but also just like a very interesting look at all the different ways society is built to kind of turn the other eye when Things like this are happening. And, and and it's just like not only the systems, but the people and the culture that we've cultivated here. That's just like there's this lack of community, this lack of care for one another. And I just think it was a really compelling documentary that had an interesting story at the heart of it, but also just like blew the lid off of some really sad kind of gaps in care we have.
1: Hmm. Number 34 is the Predator uh... <laughs> Sequel Prey Which I again didn't see You didn't? Um, No I want to but I just never got around to it
0: Yeah well good news is It's also on Hulu Um, It's also a very interesting look It's from like a indigenous tribe Like the Comanches I think I don't want to say that for real I should have looked it up But anyways it's, it's They're facing off this alien too But also dealing with the You know white people coming into their land. So, all in all, very good. And I think I've talked about it multiple times on this podcast. So,
1: I, I can't figure out how this next movie managed to climb up this <laughs> ranking so far. The Michael Bay action movie, Ambulance, which, again, <laughs> I did not see. This is all you're doing. It
0: is my doing. And I stand by it because I think, frankly, Jake Gyllenhaal should have been nominated for Best Actor in this because he... <laughs> Is so. I
1: love Jake Gyllenhaal, but
0: it's just like it's giving Nightcrawler, but like even more unhinged. Like it's just a madcap performance, and I was so entertained by a movie that I had absolutely no hope for being a good film. Like it was like this sounds like the stupidest idea for a movie. It's just a it's just a car ch- an extended car chase after a bank robbery goes long wrong where they're stuck in an ambulance, an ambulance in L.A., and it shouldn't work. And in some ways, maybe it doesn't, but it's Michael Bay's like best showing off these like drone shots, these big explosions. But it's also like a character piece, and it's a study of this total like crazy relationship between Jake Gyllenhaal and oh, I don't remember who else was in it, but he's so good in it that it's just like he should have been he should have been nominated. It would have been this the it it would have righted so many Academy wrongs. <laughs>
1: Uh, 32 another movie which I wasn't expecting to like but really did is Puss in Boots The Last Witch yeah which is like such a fun clever animated movie you did not like it nearly as much as I did you have it at 47 I have it at 18 oh wow um, yeah. yeah but I thought it was like a good time no and people really hyped it up Florence Pugh is great as a voice actress oh
0: see I was gonna say that the worst part of this movie was Florence Pugh and I love Florence Pugh
1: Oh, really? I thought she was so funny. I didn't so think she was this.
0: doing good as a voice actress. I felt like she was too one
1: note. Oh, I feel that I've had her saying baby in my <laughs> head ever since.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think this is just like par for the course for animated films this year. It was just like, it was fine. There were some really cute elements with like the dog and whatnot, but overall there was a lot going on.
1: 31 on our list is senior this is the netflix documentary about Robert dining jr and his dad who is dying oh. and um his dad is a filmmaker and it's sort of Robert dining jr like looking back on his life and their relationship and their movies and their business and I, it was like very sweet i was sobbing by the end of it oh. when i watched it um and, I don't, and I'm not a huge Robert Downey Jr. fan either. So it's I wasn't necessarily like in the tank yeah, for it. Yeah, he's but no really Brad
0: Pitt, you know.
1: No, he's no <laughs> Brad Pitt. Shelby's favorite. Um, number 30 is Beast. Oh. It wouldn't be a ranking if Shelby didn't get some weird <laughs> animal something or another. And this, this is high. a great
0: one. This is like Jaws level good.
1: <laughs> I No, Shelby, we can't. I'm going to have to redact that.
0: Idris <laughs> Elba versus a lion
1: no and no it's
0: it's surpri- like i thought it'd be like silly campy entertaining but it got some really good jumps in there it was like good tension it would be a great airplane movie if you ever if you ever have the opportunity uh,
1: if it was the only movie on the airplane i think <laughs> no. i'd just take a nap uh 29 is not okay another movie i didn't see
0: you never saw this no i think you'd like it
1: I know that's what people said. This is like Zoe Deutsch in Paris, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like um well she she pretends to go to Paris. There's a huge um attack in Paris and then she has to pretend that she lived through it. And and it's about loneliness. Like she's just desperate for connection and the only way she knows how to connect is through social media. And so it's like this really tense like oh, she's going to be caught in this lie and she gets involved with like a group of Um, school shooting survivors and it's just like very ew cringe and it gives the same vibe as like emergency where the end feels like yes you're sitting with this white person but in the end it's not really about her or it doesn't redeem her per se it's just like wow we should do better
1: (laughs) 27 is bodies 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 (laughs) okay the A24 horror movie which I liked more than you did you have it at 38 I have it at 20 yeah and the Yeah. Uh, Rachel Sennett's character is so good in this movie that I feel she like it it raises it a number of points for me.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Probably twenty seven
1: is Matilda the musical, which famously is mostly CG. Nobody was actually <laughs> a, an actor on set. It was all it done was filmed in
0: green like screen. Avatar. Uh, James yes. Cameron was the director. you uh, No, it was sweet. It was fun. I think I ranked this as number seventeen because I think it it works exactly as you want the musical to. It's mm-hmm. Just feel good.
1: Uh, okay, number twenty six. We have another best picture winner and another one of my. Top 10 choices that you have I'm gonna guess disgraced. Banshees of Inishirin No it is not Banshees Okay then it must
0: be Tar
1: Yes <laughs> it is Tar which you have at 48 Which is honestly a disgrace I have it at 8 This movie is The writing is so clever And so okay. smart And the This is like a phenomenal Character study and Yeah it's creates, just not a character I like well, yes, that's the whole point. I know, but, but she's so realistic. and like watching her slow demise is fascinating and entertaining. and you're like watching a narcissist try to keep their like keep from letting the fact that they've screwed up enter their mind and uh, I was just what do you think like, of the theory that start to finish
0: because some of what I hated was just like it felt kind of like. I don't know, messy, like all over the place. But I read this theory that after she falls and hits her head, she enters this like psychosis and it becomes this like fictional. Like everything after that is fake. It's like in her head, she's like in a coma somewhere, thinking, like spiraling out mentally.
1: Yeah, I think that that works as a. I
0: like that idea more.
1: As a reading. I feel like this is one of those movies that you could watch like 15 times and still oh, get I different. Could not. <laughs> things out of it (laughs) um i i loved it yeah number 25 is barbarian which i think is proud of me i am i am i was this this was one of the few things on this list where i was like well she
0: i pulled through at least
1: (laughs) manages to get this right um you have it at 30 i have it at 23 i think this is the horror movie of the year i feel like every year there's like one horror movie where i'm like okay this is like it and i don't think i don't think this was a great year for horror necessarily but i think that this was the best horror movie to come out of this year
0: i've actually seen it like three times i think oh really isn't that shocking that is i like convinced matt rob and rory to see it and then i watched it when it came out and then i watched it with my family with penny yeah, <laughs> with Benny. I think what works for me here is you talked about like, oh, the jump scare is so scary. It's like less about blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I read the spoilers so I didn't have to like watch any of the I, – I, I wasn't as traumatized by the jump. But I found it an interesting case study of like, again, sort of how women are trained to be so polite even if it's going to cost them. Like she as a character constantly makes these choices that feel – aggravating, but you also like compared to how the men never spare a single thought for her, it becomes such an interesting look at this like, I don't know, imbalance between the sexes where she, her natural instinct is to one, be talked down off of ledges. Like she doesn't want to come across as hysterical. She doesn't want to come across as crazy. She, okay, fine. This guy wants to go check, double check her word. Fine. Like she'll wait. She'll listen. Maybe she was overreacting but then also she's like i have to go back and save him and it's like girl do you but you like realize how we've been socialized as women to kind of like have to think of other people and at what cost like even the serial killer is able to get into these women's homes because it's like oh we don't want to be seen as like overreacting so like maybe he is here to check the cable like what do i know and i just found that really interesting
1: I remember when I watched the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movie um way back when the Daniel Craig yeah. one there's some there's some line in that about where it's like Daniel Craig like thinks that the guy is the killer, but like sort of doesn't want to be polite and still goes into his house anyways. oh interesting. um yeah. and and that later the killer is like, yeah, like, isn't it crazy how even though you like knew that that you were so? Like, you didn't want to seem impolite, mm-hmm. even though you thought that I was mm-hmm. going to murder you. And so you came in anyways. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's always set with me of, like, yeah, yeah exactly. why is it that we're, like, well, I... Like, even in the beginning, she's, like,
0: but... oh, this, cra- this dude's at yeah, this house. because she should have just I... driven away yeah, immediately. But she's, like, oh, well, he's, like, oh, I don't want to be... he's, like,
1: do you want to get yeah. drink some tea or whatever? And <laughs> she's, like, I, mean, I guess... Yeah.
0: I think it was interesting. Like it, it's more thoughtful than I expected it to be, and that makes it more fun to kind of unpack
1: on multiple. Number watches. twenty-four is Mister Malcolm's list.
0: Thank you. I'm We're guessing you watch, saw this, right?
1: No, 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 no,
0: no, no. <laughs> this is in my mid-year rankings too, so I won't yeah. spend a lot of time talking about it. But it's a really sweet sort of Jane Austen esque romance and it's on um paramount plus if you want to check it out so
1: number twenty is another of your top ten picks we have RRR
0: where did you you put this
1: five I put it at 39. What?
0: Matthew this is one of the best movies of the year. I honestly argued if it should be higher on my rankings.
1: I liked RRR in a lot of triple R -R 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 ways. I feel like it's not necessary. like I like action movies and I do like musicals, and so there were pieces of it that I really liked. It was very long and, <laughs> and also i don't like i don't I don't know there were segments of it that i like individual sections that I really liked, but I felt like as a as a whole movie, it wasn't Absolutely like my not favorite even though i did enjoy it it's, um,
0: it's a different it's an epic right so it is long yes, it yes. does feel like wow it, it's meant to be viewed with like, like an ben intermission Hur
1: or like that kind yeah. of energy which is which is not a genre that i <laughs> love as much
0: it was so fun so surprising these guys are so talented they're actors they're singers they're dancers they're everything about it it was the most entertaining three hours i've ever had like It felt long, yes, but I was so, like, every new turn was just, like, wild, crazy. Every new fight, every new action sequence, it was just so over the top and kind of lambastic that you just were like, yes, please, more.
1: I also think I read too many think pieces about this when it came out, about the different, like, revolutionary angle and the, like, Muslim versus Hindu. Like, I I don't know. There were a bunch of people... who were like, eh, this is like slightly problematic in some ways. Um, that I were like things that I didn't really know about, so I was just kind of taking their word right. for it. But I feel like that also sort of like in my mind blocked me from being like, wow, this was the best thing ever. Oh, um, it's just
0: so over the top. It it just works on every level. <laughs>
1: Number 19 is another of your top 10 choices. This I was surprised to see in the top 10. Oh, really? It's Do Revenge, which <laughs> I really liked a lot as yeah. a movie, but it was not a top 10 oh caliber my gosh. movie. I mean, like, as a, as a Riverdale <laughs> lover, you know, Camila Mendes is I great. don't do cocaine! <laughs> yes. I the gift where she's like this is shocking I am shocked this is shocking yeah. <laughs> I use all the time
0: yeah so respect it okay <laughs> respect <laughs> your art sources I think this is like it it scratched an itch that we don't get a lot like our era of teen comedies was so rich you know from clueless to yes. um 10 things I hate about Big you Cat liar yeah and so it's Banks. like this was such a welcome return and it felt so fun and just like of, of the moment like the costumes the music the actors the outfits, like yeah. everyone in it was just so delightful that i felt like it was the perfect teen comedy and i wanted to honor that in my rankings yeah yeah
1: i think i yeah yes i i agree <laughs> I, don't, I don't dis i don't begrudge any love of due revenge i think it's a phenomenal movie i just think that there were maybe some other movies begrudging. i don't
0: know i think it should have gotten a few oscar noms
1: Okay. Such as our next movie, which also should have gotten a few Oscar noms. She said, oh, um, this is at 18. You have it at 26. I have it at 15. This is the Harvey Weinstein journalism movie. Lord knows I love a journalism movie. Love Carrie Mulligan. This movie deserved better.
0: I think it's like fine. I read the book it's based on the from the um, journalists. And I feel like the book does so much more, obviously, because they can't have every star – in this movie they can't have every scene in this movie and so it felt kind of like bare bones comparing the two and it felt kind of empty and shallow um yes you get like the level of engagement these journalists had to have to chase the story but you miss out on the victim's stories and so i don't know it was just like fine
1: i'm also just realizing that i somehow skipped three movies on our list
0: oh no Okay.
1: Good. So we skipped 23, 22, and 21 and moved <laughs> right into RRR for some reason. I don't know. But backtracking quickly, at 23 we have After Sun, which you did not like. I did not like. I'm sorry. Which I don't, I don't understand how.
0: It's just like sad dad stuff is just so uninteresting to me. And I also was <sighs> like trying to get into it, but it's like it was never clear to me like it, like, I read afterwards, that it's like, oh, this is the day, this is the last time she, it was not clear to me that this is, like, the the day oh. he abandoned her or whatever.
1: Well, he commits suicide. When like did he commit
0: suicide? Well, that's... I thought it was just that he left her and then she ran into him at the club later in life and was mad at him.
1: That's, no. That's not my, that was not my takeaway.
0: I'm pretty sure that's I... what Wikipedia says. When did he commit suicide?
1: I I think that, like, the, he, like, writes her and, like, leaves her the notes and things, and then he goes back into the... Now... Oh, interesting. My my interpretation, which I feel like I've talked to other people about, is that he, like, it's sort of like he, he is, like, not mentally well yeah. and is sort of like, I'm going to give my daughter, like, one last good sort of um like try to make her good memories and he's like recording stuff on the i thought he just abandoned
0: her because he felt more and more like he couldn't do it like that's why he got mad when she was like what did you want to do when you were 11 and he just felt more and more like burdened by this
1: (laughs) Uh, now i need to investigate this um i
0: i mean to my point it was very unclear and it's I mean, like... it is
1: very vague, but I thought it was like. I thought it was But then
0: what would the club dancing scenes be where they run into each other?
1: I didn't I didn't think that was like literal. I thought that was But what would
0: it mean? Like why would she be dreaming that or imagining that? Like confronting him at the club.
1: Now I'm Googling after sun. <laughs> after sun meaning. Um, okay, wait, how does After Sun end? Okay, juxtaposed with the images of adults. He screams, blah, blah, blah. Okay, um, final scene, walking away, what happens to Callum? When I originally saw After Sun in October, I was convinced that the film clearly reveals that Callum died after the vacation. <laughs>
0: Is this written by you? In the
1: future? <laughs> <laughs> Rewatching the film, it became apparent that my memory of the ending has become slightly distorted. You can just feel the weight of his absence so much that it seems like the movie makes a big declaration about his fate. After Son tells you everything you need to know without stating it, it shows far more than it tells. It's not bluntly stated, but heavily implied that he commits suicide not too long after that trip. It's clear that this is the same time Sophie sees her father, and that's one reason why she's recalling these memories. There is a chance that Callum doesn't commit suicide, but his life still ends in a heartbreaking manner. He could have died due to some sort of self-destructive behavior or a mental health issue. Yeah, I don't... I think you... Okay. I, I'm sorry. I, think I you, just... Yeah. So maybe you just weren't watching
0: it. I was trying to. Maybe you were
1: on your phone, Shelby. <laughs> I was... And then you dragged I was it down here. trying to be present. My beloved after really... son which I have a number three. I know.
0: I'm sorry. I know you loved it and you you battled for me to see it in time for this ranking and I felt bad when I ranked it low. And you
1: only watched pieces of it. Apparently. I watched the whole thing. Um, okay. Number 22, which you didn't see, is Close, which is this very gorgeous um, Belgian movie about these two young boys who are like, like, maybe gay. It's unclear because they're, you know, like, Uh, elementary school age you know tweens sort of they have a very like close friendship and then they get to school and they're sort of like bullied for it and it's them sort of figuring out like their sexuality and and all of that kind of thing it's really well done and then number 21 is mrs harris goes to paris yeah which you ranked pretty high given that i feel like this is a me I know. Genre of movie and not you.
0: For 80% of this film, I was like, Matt, you need to get a life. This is lame. <laughs> I was like, I hate this, like, feel good, like, I'm a nice person, and I'm gonna always be nice to people thing. And then it finally like gave her some, like she realized she couldn't always be nice, and I felt like that was a good message.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, so that was your takeaway from the movie. Be meaner. <laughs> And don't watch After Sun. No, I
0: mean, again, it was a really sweet, like, character study of someone who, to your point, was a little lonely trying to figure out, like, how to move on with her life. And I thought there were some interesting elements with the fashion play and all of this wanting to feel beautiful and just enjoying art, wearable art, even if you had no reason to, even if you didn't fit with the usual crowd. But when she gave the dress to that prissy little person she worked for, I was very mad. And, oh yeah, me too. And so I was glad that that wasn't the, the ending note.
1: <laughs> now that I'm, I'm just now, After Sun is so good, and it's also from like the point of a point of view of like a queer woman about her dad.
0: Yeah, I just feel <sighs> like it wasn't. I, I guess I wanted my hand held a little closer because I was just like, I what guess. do you want me to take from this? Like, just tell me, like, get to the point, or don't like ask me to care. Like, it's just like there was something about it that was like okay sad dad is being sad like i don't i don't know yeah but
1: i think sad dad is like it's like he is incapable of moving on in life but still like cares about his daughter so much that he wants to try to give her like one last good memory before he yeah i can see
0: your reading as more compelling but i gotta say there were not enough there were not enough (laughs)
1: You have to be an Englishman. You have to do like, you know, be Check. context clues. Uh. Okay. So then after Mrs. Harris was RRR okay. and then do Revenge. Okay. And then she said, okay. and now we're at 17, which is Jordan Peele's Nope, which yeah. you have at 28 and I have at 13. I loved Nope. I thought it was a great monster movie, which no. is usually your genre, but I more. I would say it's more. not a
0: good monster movie, but the more I it's... think about it, the more I'm like, okay, it's an interesting movie is an interesting study on like...
1: Is it Idris Elba wrestling a bear in the woods? No, no, no. He's punching but a lion it, in the
0: face, okay? But is it...
1: <laughs> but, but again, to the After Sun comment, you know, there's there's different sort of things. You have to be open to interpretation. You have to be reading Yeah, stuff. I ranked this, this pretty like high guitar. for I'm someone who did not enjoy
0: this... it on first and second watch. But <sighs> I think the more you think about it, I can see like how it's interesting. I just feel like it fell apart in the third act. Like I just... I don't understand why the monster unfurls and moves so slowly and what it's attempting to do and why it's, like, not killing anyone.
1: It's looking gorgeous, and it ate all of those people. It it ate all those people an hour ago! Yeah, Well, digestion takes a while when you're a giant alien and you're sucking up things. Also, it could have been injured because it was sucking up, like, inanimate objects.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I forgot about the digestive system of Alien.
1: Okay, number 16 is another of your top 10, although we're getting to the point where it's almost all movies from our top 10 left. Uh, This is The Woman King, which you have at 10 and I have at 28. Oh, hey. Um, I really, like, I enjoyed this movie, but it, again, is sort of like a straightforward action film in a lot of ways. Um, I thought Viola Davis was very good. I think that the... Some of like the romance plot line and s- with the with the like slave trader guy, like some of that kind of stuff was just like a little too like cutesy studio film but for me.
0: Lashana Lynch, yes,
1: yeah, she was great. She was great. She was great, and remember, I liked Captain Marvel better than you did. So <laughs> think about that. Yeah. Um. Number fifteen is the Banshees of Oh, yeah, which you have at thirty six or thirty two. I have at six. This oh, is wow. another of my top ten movies. Yeah, when
0: people say this is like what's up against everything everywhere, I'm like, why?
1: <laughs> I mean they're they're very different movies. I think Banshees is like. Uh, I don't know. It, like, is funny, but it's sad. It's, it's like, it's... I feel like it's a very well... It's very sort of odd, but, like, well done at the same time. Um, The thing that I feel like pushed it over for me is once I was reading afterwards that it's all an allegory about, like, the troubles and sort of, like, how the Catholic and Protestant people who, like, aren't that different and really have, like, no reason to be fighting with each other, like, then all of a sudden just started. Did
0: he say that, though? Because... Because yeah. in his in his meet the directors with Taylor Swift that was not discussed.
1: Yeah, well, and that's the like when they're talking about how like how they're on the island, but they can hear the yeah. gunshots and stuff from the mainland.
0: No, I know it was happening at that a, time, but how did it right? Become a...
1: No, but there's a line in the movie that's sort of like, okay, uh,
0: yeah, my, con- yeah, it okay. was like a very beautiful film. I just. <sighs> I don't know. It's too It masculine. might have been too deep
1: for, for Taylor Swift to understand. <laughs> you know too... what I mean? Like...
0: It's like, it was fine.
1: Okay, number 14 is one of your top 10, another of the best picture uh, contenders, which is Top Gun Maverick.
0: Yeah. Wait, so where did you have it?
1: I had it at 29. Oh, okay. You had it at 8.
0: Yeah, I think it's like such an impressive technical achievement that it's like, i just i have to respect that they pulled it off i don't think anyone thought it would be as good as it was
1: yeah 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 no i mean i definitely didn't i liked it a lot more than i thought it was going to i feel like for this movie this is about as high as you could ask for it on my (laughs) list like you know yeah it's a tom cruise action movie they're fighting this like nebulous random group of people who we don't know who they are um like, I really liked it. I had a good time, but I felt like in the grand scheme of movies from enough, this year, yeah. it wasn't like giving me anything super yeah. deep or interesting. I can respect that. Um, number thirteen is a movie that you haven't seen. It's a documentary, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, oh. which is about this um artist who Nan Golden, who lives in new york and photographed like queer nightlife and her so it's sort of like a her life story and then at the same time also about her and this like band of misfits that she has trying to take down the sackler family which is the family behind purdue pharma and oxy mm-hmm. i feel like you would really like this movie if it ever <laughs> arrived in a theater near you yeah. um i'm sure i think it'll be on some sort of streaming platform at some point but um But yeah, it's very good and very interesting, Um, but it does have some gay people in it, so (laughs) perhaps not not for you. Okay, of the entire list that you sent me, the most shocking thing of all was the fact that you ranked The Fablemans as number 11, which I I feel like is the least Shelby movie that has ever been made. I know. I'm floored. I know. So please do explain. Because I have it at 25. I didn't dislike the fable ones, but I just...
0: I honestly... This felt
1: like a movie that you'd be like, it's this yes. old man and he's just farting away, <laughs> thinking about his life. And why did we need to be five hours? And it's just sort of a circle yes. jerk.
0: But I think what the deal... What surprised me is how in... How quickly it just, like, captured my interest so immediately. Like, I, I loved the... Like talk about like the magic of cinema, like watching him as a child, like in the first act, learn to make movies and like the the technical artistry of having to patch together film reels at that time. It was so mesmerizing to me and like the old Hollywood aspects of these like Westerns and the I don't know, it probably hit the nostalgic button for me as someone who grew up watching a lot of his movies. But I also just like, I found it really compelling. <laughs> and I was so shocked. I honestly was because it is kind of like, you know, you're a successful filmmaker. Why are we working through this right now with you? But I thought everyone around him was so interesting. And it was like a fun, not even fun, but it really compelling look at how your environment can influence your art, and like to watch him grow up through this troubled relationship with his parents. I felt like it was so clever to kind of go through this journey of how he became who he was without being too like obsessed with his own importance. Like it was, I don't know. I just like I loved Michelle Williams saying "darling, darling," and <laughs> I thought um, the crazy Jesus girl was so funny. I just like it was surprisingly a good time, and I couldn't be mad about it.
1: That this again will go down as one of the shock most shocking things that has ever happened on this podcast.
0: I know, but but it wasn't a bad movie, right? Like,
1: it's not no, it's no, it's a good movie, but it but for the other (laughs) good movies that you have already dumped on in this uh list, the fact that you would like the Fablemans, which I feel like is. I is know. doing less and saying less interesting things than Tar and After Sun no. and the Banshees of Tar is, is
0: written by a man trying to say something deep about a woman who I found very uninteresting and kind Tar's of shallow. Also,
1: Tar is also a movie about gay people. <laughs> I am seeing. <laughs> okay, a you're t- right. Rent. I'll
0: look into that with my therapist while you look into movies about how you like black people to be secondary to white characters who are feeling to a old sad. women. To old Usually. women.
1: <laughs> um, I love an old woman. And 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 we're not at the end of that trend yet. Yeah. Um next up at a number eleven, just shy of our top ten, is Triangle of Sadness. Yeah. Uh you have it at twenty-one, I have it at fourteen. This is the sort of eat the rich uh below deck. Below <laughs> deck. Yeah. film um it's it's a lot of fun it's yeah. crazy it's a wild ride it's a little bit long and the last act is a l- yeah, little bit of lengthy its commentary but um but i thought very good overall yeah. agreed this is yeah you have a 21 i have it at 14 so i feel like we're fairly even about it uh okay number 10 is glass onion a knives out mystery which we had a podcast episode on you have it at 15 i have it at 19 yeah um yeah, I think we're pretty even on that.
0: Yeah, a, a great adapted screenplay.
1: <laughs> yes, a great adapted screenplay and some great performances. Kate Hudson should have been nominated. Well, the jokes nominated. I think They're paid off great. in
0: such a like it felt so shallow at first, but then the jokes paid off so cleverly that it was like, damn, that's a
1: yeah, yeah,
0: tightly pulled together script.
1: Um, number nine, a movie which you could have dragged down had you chosen to see it, but you did not, is Babylon. <laughs> Which I have at number four, also about the magic of old timey yeah. movie making, yeah. and perhaps you would like it as much as you would like the Fableman. Yeah, I mean maybe. It's a real shot in the dark situation uh, nowadays with you. <laughs> um, I, I Babylon is wild and crazy and campy and insane, and the music is good, and it also has Brad Pitt in it. Um. <laughs> I can see why people don't like this movie and I do not begrudge them that feeling because it is a lot of movie and doing a lot of weird things, but I really liked it. Yeah. Um, okay, number eight is Marcel the Shell with shoes on. So cute.
0: But you have so a number cute.
1: three. I had it at 27, oh, but wow. I also really liked it.
0: Yeah, I mean, this has almost a perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it just surprised people how it could have been so like silly. It's like based on a YouTube short from when we were teens but it's like, it was so earnest and like hopeful and about community and family. And it's just a strange, sweet little story. I just loved it. Yeah. It being nominated for Best Animated is is very funny to me, though. I really have to look into that more.
1: Yeah, it is. I am interested in how that works. Um, okay, next up at number seven is Emergency. Um the sort of like get to the party, but uh, racism, we're, but we're gonna do it with yeah, but the, uh, we got a half did white girl in the back. <laughs> um, this this, this should have a screenplay nomination. It is so clever and so witty and so sharp, and yeah. it's incredibly funny, but also taught. It's not necessarily a horror movie, but like has some of those elements in it. It's just, uh, it's so clever and so original, and I just. Have not been able to stop thinking about it since I, I saw
0: it. I love the ending where they just close the door in her face as she's trying I to know.
1: apologize. It's when like, she's reading her notes, app apology yeah. letter. A
0: similar thing happens in Not Okay, which is part of why I liked it.
1: Mm. Number six, we have the menu, which you have at four. I have a twenty-four. Oh, I really liked it, but you liked it a lot more. Why?
0: I just thought it was a really sharp story. I I loved all the characters just interacting with each other, and it felt like of all the Eat the Rich stories it was specific enough to feel like it did itself justice. Like it wasn't trying to talk about all all problems across all boards. It was just like the restaurant industry and then little percolations of different characters. And I felt like it was just delightful. And I felt really satisfied with the ending. It filled me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hong Chao was great. I loved Janet McTeer as the food critic, Ani Taylor- uh joy is wonderful and everything it was a very fun movie watching experience um okay number five is a movie that you didn't see it's el caras which is a spanish uh language movie um i i was like going back and forth on whether i should cut this from the list altogether because like you haven't seen it and i don't think it's available to (laughs) like it's out but like in very limited release at the moment um but i was like i like it so much and i want to talk about it it's about this family of peach farmers in sort of like rural spain and they realize that their great-grandfather sort of had like a handshake deal for the land that the orchard is on Mm. and that it's actually not in their sort of like legal will and so this other family is going to take it over and they basically have like one final summer to work this orchard and it's about this like extended family sort of um like coming to terms with that loss but dealing with it in very different ways and so you have all of these sort of like aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents like all trying to figure out how they're going to move on from this life that they have been living for you know their entire beings um and what like the next chapter looks like for them but it's also like the whole cast is mostly non uh like professional actors and it's like a big ensemble so it's a lot more of like you're just sort of like bumping into these different people in sections of their life rather than it being like super super plotty um it felt sort of like um a kind of uh, like florida project Mm. energy if that makes sense it's definitely one of those kind of like lived in hangout kind of movies rather than something that's super plotty um but it's just gorgeous and it won the berlin film festival last year um and sup- I think it should be coming out on streaming soon. Unclear. Anywho. Okay, I'll keep an eye out. Number four. We have, to the shock of all of us, a Lena Dunham uh, film. Which is Catherine Birdie.
0: I know. What did you put it at?
1: I have it at 17. Oh, okay. You have it at 9. Yeah.
0: It's just so sweet and funny. And you <sighs> know what? I guess it coming from Lena Dunham just proves that we all... They all contain multitudes and <laughs> i'm glad she made this
1: <laughs> and lena will be carried down the pride parade yeah um, for
0: this alone
1: <laughs> in her coffin she just for katherine Colbertie. and i sort of hope that cat like katherine calberti was so good and i feel like it didn't get that much attention but now that the last of us is doing so well i'm, I'm hoping that people are going to go back and watch it
0: yeah bella ramsey's great in it joe alwyn is having fun andrew scott is always a pleasure like it's a good time.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh okay, number three. We are back to my uh lonely old white woman yes. and black man trope, which is <laughs> good luck to you, Leo Grand. Where she mm-hmm. hires him as a prostitute and then they just chit chat for two hours in the hotel room. Um Well they do get around so they good. do
0: fool around a little. So
1: Yes. It's not this, just she's trying chat. to have an, an orgasm. This script is incredible. It's incredible. Very good. I I thought for sure it was a play, but it's not. Um, both of the performances are top notch. They yeah. honestly both should have been Oscar nominated. Well, you told me
0: it wasn't released in theaters.
1: Well right? So it was this whole thing where it it was it came out at a festival and then they released it on Hulu and it was like, Why did you guys do this? You screwed it up, you didn't um Yeah. Like, it's not Oscar eligible. And then they had this whole thing where they, like, applied to the board of governors of the Oscars and sort of, like, begged that it would be eligible again. And so then people thought, okay, well, they must be doing, like, a big push for it if they've gone through all of this work to get it eligible. But then it's sort of like they didn't end up doing that much with it. So it didn't get nominated, but I don't understand... why they didn't just save it for the fall because i think both of the performances are incredible and if it had been if it had come out closer to the oscars and not like back in june or whenever it was that it would have done better i honestly
0: think it was even earlier than that because we talked about in our mid-year ranking and i've still thought about it like it it never really faltered from my top 20 and um i saw a lot of movies this year clearly
1: (laughs) yeah yeah no i i adored it and and Daryl McCormick, who's the guy, I feel like is so, so, so good. Yeah. And like I heard nothing about him being Oscar nominated, which he should have been because he's better than Austin Butler. Yeah. Um <sighs> Okay. Number two, we have, which really all of the movies this year were competing for the number two placement because number one was <laughs> locked locked up. But we have All Quiet on the Western Front, which you ranked at number six, and I have at number nine. Yeah, um, This is the anti-war German war epic that I feel like really took everybody by surprise because yeah. I saw this at Toronto. No one was talking about it. I was like, this was incredible. No one was talking about it. And then all of a sudden... It has nine million Oscar nominations.
0: Well, and it's like a story that's been, you know, it's a it's a book that's been made into film multiple times. It's kind of a, you know, we've gotten these World War One and Two epics recently, but I think what was so strong about this film is the juxtaposition with the horror of war for these individuals, and especially the lead. But then you have the generals and the leaders in their fancy little suits going to like you know, discuss it and it's just like, ew, the the sh the, the sheer power these men have without have ever having to get their hands dirty in the way that they're moving these people around like little ponds is just like it was really powerful.
1: Mm, yeah. And beautiful. Yeah, it was And just like the practical effects yeah. and the music and the costumes yeah. and the makeup, like every part of this looked so Good. Yeah. Like this was honestly, I think the best made movie of the year. I mean, this and Fablemans were just so like uh, such a pleasure to watch. Yeah. um Well, I don't know. And that leads us to our number one movie of the year, which you ranked at number one, and I also ranked at number one, Vengeance. which is, of course, <laughs> which is, of course. Moon shot, yeah. no. um everything everywhere all at once, which was at the top of our major ranking, and also I think we both put it number one for our best movies that we've talked about on the podcast yes. um episode, yeah, yeah, there's there's I mean, we've talked about it before, there's nothing I
0: mean, this came out a year ago, and we're still like happy to talk about it so
1: i mean in 10 years i think i'll still think this is one of the best movies. yeah of just like technically
0: like thinking of the editing involved with the jumps through the multiverse and stuff like it's just so beautifully made like crafted and then on top of it you have a really compelling story that's just like endlessly interesting to break down
1: the script is good. The acting is good. The costumes are good. Like every yeah. part of it is incredible. I think it's going to win Best Picture. I hope Ooh, it's going to win us. Best Picture. Um, uh, yeah, it's such it's it's so wonderful. And I love it that it. Was this little tiny movie and no one really thought much about it mm-hmm. and it came out in March and then it's just been so undeniably wonderful that it's just marched along this entire time, which is yeah. which is fun to watch because that's not usually. How, like, I know Oscars and I'll be and so go. mad
0: if the Academy decides no, no, it's too hyped and they give it to banshees of Anishirin, but I don't think that'll happen.
1: I don't think so either. I honestly feel like if it was going to lose, it would probably lose to the Fablemans, but... Oh my gosh, that um,
0: would be... I liked the Fablemans, but I would be horrified (laughs) if that happened.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But look at that. We We
0: did it. Two hours. Is this a record for us? I don't know.
1: No, I I don't... Like the longest we've ever gone? Maybe.
0: I don't remember Um, our last episodes of this, but... I was worried we'd go over to, and technically we have, but you know, just by a couple minutes. So, but just barely. Props just us. barely.
1: <laughs> just barely. I need to go and investigate the ending of After Sun more <laughs> yeah. thoroughly just to yeah, make sure that I know what I'm talking about. Um, We'll be back next week to talk about the Ant Man and the Wasp <laughs> Quantumania. <laughs>
0: the Quantumanium and the Wasp in. Uh, subtitles asterisk at the bottom.
1: There's a lot. There is it. There's a lot of characters in that movie. <laughs> um, the wasp, the old wasp, the the, the ant king, the, young the new whatever his daughter is who doesn't even have a name yet. She's like grasshopper girl or whatever. <laughs> um, so we'll be talking about that next week. And yeah, the countdown to me leaving for uh, Japan I is on. Uh, I think we only have two weeks left, and then the countdown for you moving to. <laughs> california in the end of the podcast so
0: i do think i got um a guest to do a oscar episode so we'll at least be covered oh
1: wait who is it or can't i know no you're not invited you i'll be
0: i'll be blocking you from our (laughs) channel
1: okay fine well surprise guest and i won't be there um but thank you for listening to this entire episode if you have lasted this long what a feat of endurance for you yes bravo um We'll be back next week to unfortunately talk about Marvel. The magic and of cinema
0: continues. The
1: magic of cinema. I'm sure that it will be low on our ranking next year <laughs> should we last that long. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Bye.